Ajay, what's up? Hey Manish, what's up? We're back. We are back, season two, episode one. Can't be more excited. Good to be back. Good to be back. Absolutely. And uh, today we're going to talk about uh, mutual funds, and we're going to talk about a, a very growing segment in in the mutual fund industry, which is called passive funds. Absolutely. You know. Because I, I I guess everyone is just so confused with the amount of stuff that is there to to choose from. Mm-hmm. So we're going to riff on that. Uh, and Jay, you you actually are a part of the active fund industry. Absolutely. I'd love to hear from you first. You know, what's your perspective on passive funds? Absolutely. So I think it it would help to just you know perhaps just briefly what passive funds are, and and and, and the concept behind it. So guys, if you think about uh you know like an index uh, which is let's say for instance the S&P 500 now in the S&P 500 people say you know it it it's a it, it has 500 stocks in it and it does now passive funds or ETFs are created in a way where they mimic the returns of those stocks and and mimic the returns of that index So it's a, it's essentially a cheap way for you to invest in the S&P 500 or any kind of index like that, right? Now the advantage of of a passive style of investing or passive funds is if you had to actually buy the S&P 500 that would require you to buy 500 stocks um which is not very feasible to do and 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 thus you'd rather buy a vehicle that invests in that set of stocks or those securities that mimic the returns of an index that's essentially the goal and it's a very low cost kind of uh, method of investing if you if you think about the the ultimate motive for a passive fund manager um it would be to keep the cost the lowest um and if you think of the ultimate motive for an active manager uh, such as myself it's to beat the benchmark so to make sure that if my benchmark is the S&P 500 um my job is to ensure that ultimately our, my returns are greater than the S&P 500 if that makes sense absolutely so yeah i think I, that's just a brief on 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 passive funds i i also have one more perspective from uh from the sales side uh where where i come from uh the reason why many clients prefer passive funds is purely to land up playing safe in the safe territory because most active funds don't outperform the benchmark why purely because of expenses purely because of alpha generation is very difficult uh, information has become available across the board on a click of a button and it becomes very very difficult to generate returns over and above the index after you pay fees and that is why many investors prefer unless they don't have a very high conviction bet they want to make on a particular theme or a stock many investors would be better off see also another reason if you're not having the time to research themes or industries or businesses you're better off buying a passive fund which means the overall index will keep growing countries will keep growing and and us let's say if you if you're looking at us stocks us will keep growing going forward So it's better for you to buy into or load up with passive funds or passive ETFs instead of actively buying funds run by fund managers who are giving their best to generate alpha in a very very competitive industry. So that's another reason why you look at being invested in passive. 
Absolutely. And and I would also say, like, just just to counter that or, or to play devil's advocate, th- there is there is still markets where the information is not readily available. And in those kind of markets, that's where you where you see emerging sort of in, in within that emerging frontier market space, you see active managers be more prominent. Um, I'll give you an example. Um, uh, Norge's fund, which is Norway's sovereign wealth fund, uh, one of the biggest in the world. Um, they, they, they follow a, a, a fully passive strategy aimed at, you know, keeping costs low. Uh, but when it comes to their investments in the emerging markets, including, uh, MENA, well, MENA's more than emerging, but you get what I'm saying. Um, they, they do look to active managers to, to, to take on mandates. And it's, it's also important to keep in mind the element of diversification. So within, within your passive funds, generally passive funds are a little more diversified. So you're taking on more bets, uh, you're spreading your risk a little more versus active funds. So that's another kind of key characteristic of, uh, passive funds. Absolutely. And. And also when you, when, when you have lower expectations, if you want to generate, if you're happy generating around 10% odd returns, a passive fund would meet, would satisfy that requirement for you. All right. But if you are looking at uh, fulfilling high expectations from the market, then, you know, you, you would be considering, uh, Fund managers with uh, chasing alpha, active fund managers, basically. But many times clients or you with your own money, if you have reasonable expectations, passive funds could just do the job very reasonably well without much volatility. Absolutely. I wouldn't say without much volatility, but I would definitely say with much lesser volatility than what you go through uh, with active funds. Like like case in point, Jay, you're aware of Cathie Wood in US, right? Yeah. Right, like ARK Invest has dropped massively. Like if I was to go online right now and uh, look at Cathy Wood, which is one of the biggest active managers of US, ARKK was $120, currently around $73, 70s odd, and that's a $50 drop. You're looking at 40%, you know, off its all-time high. Whereas if you look at the index, you're 10% off of uh, the all-time high. Absolutely. So you sometimes won't be able to take the volatility that an active fund manager, uh, you'll have to go through to generate that alpha or or generate higher returns. But if you make peace with lower returns, then passive fund could just be the strategy that would satisfy your requirement. Absolutely. Uh, I mean, I also want to kind of talk about the asset classes within this passive fund strategy. So generally passive funds follow you 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 could have you you could be in bonds and you could be you could be in fixed income and you could be in in equities yeah yeah just so sorry just before uh before we go on to that I, i'm just looking at the screen arc invest all right has lost 56 percent since exactly one year jan 2021 that touched its peak of 157 wow it's currently at 67 dollars Wow. And, and one of the biggest active fund managers. Now, now you've got to have a stomach to take 50%, you know, downside on active fund manager, which can be possible. Absolutely. Uh, where, whereas, whereas you wouldn't go through this volatility if, if you were to be in a S&P 500, if you're looking at US. Absolutely. I mean, I, I, that, that, that exact example could be, 
taken to China even. So the, the, the Chinese ETF has not done well last year. I, 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 if, I'm, if, if my numbers are correct, it's lost over 50%. But the Chinese fund managers have not done, have not done better than that, right? Because they've taken more concentrated bets and often they've, they've, they've underperformed the index even in a down market as severe as China. So it's, 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 it's very important to just understand that. Whereas in US, the index has given 20% return in one year. Absolutely. S&P from Jan 21 to Jan 22 is 19.87% up. Yep. So, so active fund is 50% down, which is technology-based active fund, which is why we're, we're going into the thematic uh, side that Jay is referring to. But uh, a, a passive fund could protect you from the volatility, give you decent returns, could allow you to sleep well, also save money because the costs are really low. Like I, I heard of a ETF launched in US Jay by Vanguard. I'm forgetting the name. The cost is three bips to manage the fund. It's, a, it's in trillions of dollars. I think it, it is a Vanguard fund, I'm sure. Three pips. Yeah. Whereas, whereas an active fund, you might land up in one and a half to two percent also, which is deducted from the performance of the fund. And you have performance fees sometimes even. There's no case really in when it comes to fees. But the, the, the cases are to be made when it comes to how much of a belief you have that an active manager will outperform an index. How much of a need you have for, for an active manager to outperform the index? And coming to my next point, the asset classes that you can invest within this passive hemisphere. Some asset classes, guys, so if you, if you take real estate or private equity, uh, for instance, these are asset classes that you, you cannot invest passively. So these are, these are asset classes where you generally, you genuinely need somebody to Think about it as, so private equity is, as the term suggests, private businesses. There's no, uh, it's, it's impossible for an index to track private companies and you would need that human element to go out there and find you those businesses, correct? Same thing with real estate. You would need somebody to go and find a house or, 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 or property. Every single property is different. Um, and, and these are kind of uh, asset classes that, require an active manager to so to say if someone wants to take exposure to real estate uh, the REITs that people have access to i think REIT plays uh is REIT also active are all REITs active just out of curiosity i'm asking because i don't buy anything real estate really so REITs are active but it's a more diversified play on on real estate right because here because now you have now you essentially have, like, if you think of a REIT, I know there's a REIT in the US that owns, I think, um, the Empire State Building. So it's, it, it's specific. Somebody actually chose the Empire State Building as an asset. Somebody's actually choosing how much leverage to take on to buy this. You know, there's an active element in that, if that makes sense. Okay. Cool. So, so basically, if you're looking at passive, Predominantly, then it comes down to equities, which is publicly listed equities. Correct. And, and, and these, and these, these can kind of take on multiple countries, geographies, sectors, you know. Like one of my favorite ETFs, if I was to look at taking a passive exposure to US tech is Triple Q, mm-hmm. which is NASDAQ ETF, which is passive. Basically, I'm just buying NASDAQ. So it's a, it's a tech passive strategy. And, and I'm bullish on tech, but if I don't have any clue which tech names will, will perform, all right, it, it's so much better to buy into an 
into a basket of securities which which forms the index in us mm-hmm. and, and and also the reason i i feel many like warren buffet also says that most people should do uh, passive fund investments because because this is a brilliant uh, thing that warren buffet is is always uh, you know uh, referring to he says that the the competition intensity or, or the competitive intensity is so brutal uh, that the number of years where a company lies in an index all right or let's say s&p 500 a company in s&p 500 us there was a time when companies would be in these indices of 50 years 40 years today jay just guess what is the average number of years a company gets to stay in an index in us you'll be surprised if i tell you the average guess less than 10 years 17 years mhm 17 years statistically an average company has less around 17 years to be in an index and then will be thrown out which means when you when you look at 17 means in a, in an index of 500 stocks jay you're looking at what 100 of them moving out this year mhm like you're looking at a good chunk of them not 100 of them but you're looking at a good chunk of them moving out this year and then a new ones will come next year and then a new one will come next year I, that's a, that's a, that's a lot of companies that that won't be a part of index file later which means their business is uh, disrupted or their business is impaired yeah that's why it becomes difficult to pick a winner when when the capital intensity is so high and as an active manager you kind of you know you can build your models you can do this you can do that but you generally stick to your guns right you stick to the same companies continuing to outperform like for me for instance when it comes to the us i love apple and i i will i will constantly keep believing that apple is the best company out there and for the longest time that i'm an active manager that bias will remain and i will and and a lot of people also thought kodak would be the would would survive the test of time but that clearly wasn't the case so kodak nokia nokia exactly so who's to say that the world is littered with companies yeah who's to say that apple won't become the next of them right i i i can have all the beliefs i want to but but generally uh these are these are these are these are decisions that that active managers often cannot foresee so so being a passive fund manager protects you from the mental patterns you'll have to fight to research to learn to understand the business where is the business getting attacked from now facebook dropped 20% there people are saying oh facebook is at 20% it's a good time to buy but i'll tell you what they won't be able to explain why has it dropped most people to understand facebook and facebook reality labs where it's spending billions of dollars most losses are coming because of the investment in facebook reality labs if you're not willing to spend hours to understand the facebook business and why it's being impaired uh and why google's not being impaired it, it's relative google's also running on advertising facebook's also running on advertising but if you cannot understand the difference between both the advertising models and you want to save yourself the pain uh and it's painful it, it is painful to really understand businesses and the industries and the and the uh how the competition's playing out between the firms there and where their moats are getting eroded if you're not willing to do that and most people don't have the time to even if they're willing to do but most people don't have the time to yeah then go by passive go choose a passive fund and let your money compound it may not compound at 20% per annum all right but uh, it could still you know healthily compound around 8 to 
which is still decent. Look at if you look at your deposit rates in dollars, it's zero percent. You still could make seven to eight percent. It's still good. Absolutely, and I, and I, I just want to add one more need for for passive funds, right? So if you have, let's say, like a lot of people have like a general view, right? So so people, let's say, for instance, in the shipping industry, think no shipping prizes, no um, where where prizes are right now, but they don't have the time to look at shipping specific companies. It could well be an opportunity to buy like a shipping ETF, right? Where you don't know everything there is to know about each of the companies specifically, but you know enough to make a call on the entire sector, the entire industry. But but Jay, it'll be a passive ETF if there's a if there's a passive index around shipping companies. There, right? there is there is there's a there's a passive index around every single sector that you could possibly think of. As long as there's an index to to think of it, there's passive ETFs that follow it. Now, uh, coming to your point, Manish, the, the, the there could be a, a massive difference, like a Bitcoin ETF and the Bitcoin price. Um, does not mimic each other. Now that's that's a different topic of discussion. Where that's a different conversation altogether. Yeah. Where the the assets underlying are not representative of the index itself, right? Right. So uh, and and also like you could take on you could take on multiple risk levels. So you can you can you can be short the S and P five hundred if you want to. You can be long the S and P five hundred if you want to. You can take on leverage with the S&P 500 long if you want to, short if you want to, triple leverage. So there's multiple kind of... Guys, we don't recommend it. Like, like I definitely, if you don't understand what you're doing, is the best way to burn your money. But these opportunities are definitely resorted to by savvy clients. And it's available for you too, but only do it if you understand what you're doing. Absolutely. Like I, I, I know someone, I, I can share much details, but I know someone who pumped in $3 million, yeah? Uh, last week, all right, three million dollars, and he made four hundred thousand dollars in three days. It's a three times leveraged ETF. Yeah. Okay. Exactly the same thing that Jay is talking about. Three million dollars makes him four hundred thousand dollars in less than a week. Guys, four hundred thousand dollars is what some people won't make in a whole lifetime. But but that's the beauty of leverage. But just understand, if he could make four hundred thousand dollars in a week, he could lose four hundred thousand dollars also. He could lose it all. And I mean, these these are people who have that much they have the stomach because they have the appetite to be able to lose that much of money yeah uh, and and it takes that and also 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 he's willing to bet he has a high conviction on the markets having a direction in a particular week yeah that, that's when you go leverage when you're very convinced of the direction in the market now you have to be really lucky or really skilled to have a firm conviction on the direction of the market in the short term yeah i mean uh, long term it's easy too easy to be bullish, but in the short term, to have a directional call is absolutely. I mean, I I couldn't agree more with uh, with. Like, if it turns out you're you're gutsy and a hero, if it doesn't turn out, you you really curse yourself for a long long time to lose all that. And we've seen a lot of people lose money. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like like you know, Jay, I was talking to someone who's uh, heading a products team in 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 a certain bank, and I asked him. We just happened to connect and I ask him so what are you investing what are you buying because because my entire portfolio is active Jay I don't know if you have any passive holdings but I have no nothing passive in my portfolio everything's actively bought I I have so I have the I just have Queb which is the Chinese ETF that's passive but again like I've discussed with everybody before I I, I don't invest my my a lot of my money personally 
But yeah, in terms of the little bit that I have invested in the markets, um, the the only passive holding I have is Queb, which is the the Chinese ETF. So I, I I have no passive holdings, but I do would recommend it to many people to buy. So I was talking to this guy, and he's heading the products jet, all right? Yeah. Very plush job in a in a very very big bank, and I asked him, so what are you buying? He says, I'm not buying anything, Manish. I get bonuses, I get incentives, my salary, whatever money is invested, it all goes into Vanguard Total Stock Market ETF. Yeah. Which is the lazy boy portfolio. Basically, yeah, the lazy boy portfolio, which is the ETF with all the markets in the world, the biggest companies around the world, which is a trillion dollar plus portfolio, one of the biggest, in fact, uh, uh, ETFs in the world. All right. And he just keeps buying it, accumulates it. And he's happy. He makes 7% per annum on an average since the time he started investing in it. And he's pretty happy. It doesn't give him any any stress. He doesn't have to worry about it. And he's happy. He's embraced the the the, the returns he's going to get. And he's happy with it. Like like for me, I maybe when, when we cover, a, cover our session on active investing, we both will talk about that. But but yeah, this is real life examples of people who just don't want to spend any time on researching. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And pay less with those other people who are happy about going passive investing. And and there's enough and more testimony of people who have made a lot of money just buying it for years. And and guys, this doesn't have to necessarily mean that they don't have the time to do it or the money to do it. Like like the example I gave you with nodules. Generally, this this is a this is a sovereign wealth fund. I think the third biggest sovereign wealth fund in the world chooses passive strategies right because they believe that it's 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 cost is everything right cost can erode all of the alpha that an active manager can generate um even from what i hear in terms of how they pay active managers they pay them peanuts and if they outperform the benchmark they get paid a a few more peanuts (laughs) but uh, but it's it's all about cost for these guys and it 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 doesn't necessarily mean that passive strategies is only for uh smaller clients that don't have the time no it 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 can the the need and the use for passive funds ranges across the spectrum also if you look at these guys who do manage passive portfolio norwegian fund you're talking about or there was a uh, uh, electricity board, I'm forgetting one of the state electricity boards of uh, America managing a massive portfolio of, I think it was 50 or 60 billion dollars, which is a lot of money. Huh? Yeah, yeah, 50 to 60 billion dollars by a state electricity board managed by a guy 100% in passive funds. Like the, it's it's a one man team, Jay. One man team. It's one guy. Nobody reporting to him has a dingy little office in that state electricity board. Manages fifty five billion dollars, all in passive, and his salary is around hundred thousand dollars a year. Yeah, hundred thousand dollars a year is a less for fifty five billion dollars. Because if you were an active fund manager, you might be making one to two percent of this fifty five billion dollars, which could run into uh, a lot of money, multi million dollars, a lot of money. But this guy, now I'll tell you, where is this guy coming from? He loves his job. He loves the fact he doesn't have to break his head on a thousand data points to study and research. He is he, happy with, uh, uh, with with the peace of mind it gives him, allows him to play a fiduciary role for the state electricity board that has given him this opportunity. Yeah. And he, so when I heard, when I read the story, which was covered uh, in one of the, one of the magazines, I'm forgetting where I read it, but 
it's so much to do with the psyche also. Yeah. So if you have this psyche where you would like to protect your money, preserve your money at the same time, grow it at a decent clip without much stress, passive fund is such a good way to to go about it. Because some of us get mentally mentally stimulated, intellectually stimulated when we do dig in. But everyone doesn't have to have to have that. Uh, you know, be that way. Exactly. I mean, even if even coming to that point of 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 pay, um, th- like I was reading the Nodges annual report, and this is again coming. This is, I think, if I'm not mistaken, a trillion dollar fund. Um, and the the compensation for the CIO and the CEO do not exceed two hundred thousand dollars. Which, guys, this is the responsibility that comes with it is massive and 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 they speak to the to their testament of keeping fees low by not paying themselves exorbitant amounts you know and and as manish said retaining that fiduciary duty to the in this case the the country's citizens and and in in your case it could be your family if you think uh, you know earning money is tough let me tell you retaining money or keeping that money and growing it is even tougher mm-hmm. It's so easy to get sucked into so many different complicated and complex and sexy sounding ideas. Passive fund would protect you and completely, uh, you know, it's it's such a beautiful thing. Uh, Tim Ferriss says that make one decision that cuts thousand decisions. Absolutely. Make one decision that cuts the need of making thousand more decisions. So passive fund, the beauty is that you're going to make one decision that you're going to invest in only passively managed equities. That cuts the decision to look at active fund managers, compare thousand funds, find complicated ideas that will work, research reports. I mean, so many decisions you don't need to take. Absolutely. Because you took one decision. So passive fund just cuts off so much work that you'll unnecessarily have to do and sometimes get seduced into if, you're, if, if, if your doors are open to complicated or complex stuff. Absolutely. Passive is simple. Passive is simple. And, and, and guys... Keep in mind that we're we're going to get to active investing in our next uh, episode. But active investing is is a full time job. Uh, it's 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 what I do for a living. Uh, it's it's not easy to to come up with kind of a new idea every day or validate ideas that other people give you. So it it takes time. It takes effort. It's people's jobs. Um and. And and yeah, in in terms of maybe on a final note, Manish, uh, if if we have to talk about resources for passive investing, I highly highly recommend uh, two websites. Uh, one is ETFDB, uh, which is ETFdatabase dot uh, com. That's one. And the second one I recommend is the just Google Lazy Boy Portfolio ETF, if I'm not mistaken, and this gives you essentially combinations of ETFs that are recommended by Warren Buffett, recommended by Ray Dalio, um, and, and the likes. Uh, and it even shows you how these, how these combinations have done over the last five years, 10 years, et cetera, et cetera. So highly recommend these two websites for anyone looking to begin their journey on passively investing. Yeah, my, my initiation path for your passive fund would be that if, if, if this strategy appeals to you, simplicity appeals to you, uh, you know, and if you, if you are from, let's say you're, you're comfortable with US or, you know, like, like 70% of my portfolio is in India today. I'm very comfortable with India. 
So it depends on what market you're comfortable with. Take the biggest index over there. For India, it's it's Sensex. For US, it's S&P 500. And buy an index fund or an index ETL if you're looking at US Vanguard ETL. Start with it small amounts. And when you're invested money in it, that's the best way you'll read more and understand more about the strategy mm-hmm. is, is what I would say. Like skin in the game. Skin in the game. I have skin in the game. So, so you will only land up digging more into why passive fund is so much a better strategy. Passive investing is so much a better strategy than active and... And, and life would be so much more simpler in time to come. Absolutely. So I guess I guess that's it, Jay. I guess we've covered the whole arc of passive investing. I think we have. Yeah. So it's a rabbit hole for you to go through, but it's an interesting rabbit hole to go through for sure. So guys, that's it. Season two, episode one, crisp to the point, and hope you'll enjoyed it. Absolutely. Have fun, guys. Have a great day, Jay. Have a smashing day ahead. Take care.